Good morning. Welcome back to the show. It's Friday, August 5th. I want to touch on a subject today about technology. So this podcast, Productive Not Busy, talks about how to make yourself more productive. I think there's uh, interesting views and insights on how technology does that. And we're going to talk about that today. Why isn't technology making us more productive? Today on the Productive Not Busy podcast. You're listening to the Productive Not Busy podcast, where our mission is to make you more money so you'll have less stress and more free time. It's all about mindset, attitude, and taking action. And your host, Wayne Weathersby, knows how to make that happen. He's negotiated and closed over $150 million in contracts while building businesses with proven success strategies that he wants to share with you. So if you're ready to make some real money, then let's get to it. Here's Coach Wayne. This subject could be debated in many different industries. I was in the automotive industry for a long time and we had instances where websites, car dealers, CarMax was going to put us out of business. Saturn had one price selling, right? No negotiations. When's the last time you saw a Saturn dealership? It failed miserably because people want to deal with people. They just want to deal with smart people, not hacks and people that don't know what they're doing. So tech comes along. And now I think what's happened is, is we've empowered. It's a, it's a superpower. Technology is. And in the wrong hands, it can be used wrong. Just like anything else in the world. So for years, it's been like this article of faith in corporate America, especially that, you know, cloud computing and artificial intelligence will fuel like this huge surge in wealth generating productivity. Well, sorry to bust your bubble there. It's still a people business. Everything I do, other than this podcast, obviously, because that's part of technology, to get my, my information out there. But if the internet went out, cable went out, phones went out, I would still be able to have a viable business because I still have people skills. So that belief has inspired this flood of like venture capitalists and companies spending on technology, right? And they swear the payoff is going to, you know, will not be confined to a small group of tech giants, but it's going to spread across all the economy. Well, guess what? That hasn't happened. Productivity, which is defined as the value of goods and services produced per hour of work. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's freaking fallen on its face in the first quarter of this year. The government reported the quarterly numbers are like often kind of bumpy, volatile, right? But the report seemed to dash earlier hopes that the productivity revival was finally underway, helping by accelerated investment in digital technologies during the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. So the growth in productivity since the pandemic hit now stands at about 1% annually, right? 
That's in line with all the meager rates of increase since 2010. Way below. Right? The last stretch of huge improvement from 1996 to 2004 when productivity grew more than 3% a year. Economies grow not only by adding more capital and labor. Another vital ingredient is the nation's skill in creating and capitalizing innovation which makes investment in workers more productive, right? These little tiny percentages and gains in productivity can make a big difference in a, comp- you know, in a country's wealth, especially, especially in the living standards over a long period of time. Like an additional 1% annual increase in productivity over, you know, a few years to maybe 2025 would generate an extra maybe, I don't know, three grand, four grand per capita per American. That's off of a McKinsey report. The 3.8% annual gain from 1948 to 1972 was the engine of the nation's post-war prosperity. See, productivity is not a cure-all for economic fails or ills. Right? Even if the optimism about this wave of digital technology proves justified, that does not mean that there will be a real sharing of the benefits. But a less productive economy is smaller is a smaller one with fewer resources to deal with social challenges, right? We don't think about stuff like that. Today's artificial intelligence is mainly technology of pattern recognition, right? So you start pouring through these huge troves of words, images, and numbers, right? Their feats, you know, there's a guy, Gordon, um, Robert Gordon. Right, it's an impressive but not transformational in the way that electricity and the internal combustion engines were developed. Different, it's different. Right, real change is happening. A tidal wave of transformation is definitely underway, and we're seeing more and more of it as we go forward. It's probably, you know, be a few more years before this, there's a definitive answer on the productivity debate on how technology is affecting that. The leaders are mainly large companies that have been like investing in digital technology for years and years and high growth, uh, younger companies, which are often backed by venture capital. Right. Cloud computing, for example, is fairly widely adopted, but not the most advanced technologies like AI, some of the AI stuff out there. Right, the limited uptake, some experts say, is not surprising at the stage. Three quarters of American businesses are small, with fewer than 10 employees. Right, so there's a company called Anthem. Um, it's a health insurer who plans like on covering like 45 million people. About 75% of the customers' questions are now handled through a digital channel, including a web portal, mobile app, speech recognition software. Three years earlier, the digital share was about 30%. So the question answering technology to help people now is checking, you know, like checking the status of a claim, paying a bill, finding a doctor, is AI is definitely helping. Right? It's eliminated like 10 million phone calls. It's time for 
some new technologies to spread and for people to figure out how to use them. For example, the electric motor, okay, which was, what is it? I think that was introduced back in the 1880s, did not generate any kind of productivity gains until the 1920s, when the mass production assembly line reorganized work around that technology. Right, the computer, personal computer revolution took off in the 1980s. But it was not until the second half of the 90s that economic productivity really surged as those machines became cheaper, more powerful, and connected to the Internet. The goal is not to replace workers, or it shouldn't be. It should be there to lift their performance. You know, AI is a great thing. We just don't want it to replace real people. Because, again, I don't care what anybody says. There's some stuff that can be done easier with AI. I agree. We're in a wicked bad place if we get away from the people business. Customer inquiries to places like CarMax contact centers, right, tend to be lengthy and long. Used cars span different years, models, features, and driving histories and all that stuff. The financing plans for what is major, that is a major purchase, range all kinds of questions. And it's kind of unlimited. So that instance is why Saturn didn't last. People want to negotiate. People want to talk to people. People will always have trade-ins. People will always have other questions and inquiries that a computer can't answer. We're definitely in a digital time in our world, no doubt. And I'm sorry if you don't see it. You've got to be cognizant of the fact that it has an assistant. It should not be a replacement. It should be an enhancement. And what does that mean? Well, A, the good thing is, is it gives everybody a, a voice. The bad thing is, is it gives everybody a voice. You know, we're worried about technology. You know, they're worried about these AI robots going rogue, right? And not being what they appear to be and they're going to create evil. Well, think about what social media is doing right now with people. What you're getting on social media from people I promise you a majority of the time is not what's really going on in their life. So, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. My point is, is brush up on your people skills, right? The soft skills in life are what are going to get you where you want to be. Eye contact, voice inflection, body language. All of that stuff is important. Make people feel good. There's a story out there. I'll, I'll leave it with you um, here on the way out. Is there was a guy that was working two jobs. And he was talking to one of his uh, co-workers. And the co-worker had a, a client with him, a customer. This was at a big hotel. And the client made a comment that, man, this guy really loves his job. Like this young kid was just over the moon excited. And he's like, why do you, why do you love your job? He's like, 
I love my job because I love the atmosphere. I love the people. I love the product. I like in, the interaction. I like it that my leaders and my managers and my coworkers and managers from other departments, when they walk by, they say, hey, anything I can get you to make your day better or your job easier today, right? And then when I get my check, you know, it's just amazing. And the guy says, well, you say you have two part-time jobs. Where else do you work? The kid worked at another hotel. And he says, so, you, you know, no wonder you like it. He goes, well, not really. I don't really like that job. I don't like that job because my manager buzzes in on the phone asking me if I'm done with my duties yet. And I don't like that. The atmosphere is bad. The people's bad. The culture's bad. Nobody likes to look at each other. Nobody likes to talk to each other. Right? We thrive on interaction. I thrive on having an eye-to-eye -eye contact conversation with somebody. Texting, for example, or social media again. You can post something on social media. And it is dependent on what's going on in somebody else's life when they read that and think it's about them. When it completely wasn't. Let's get back to the people business. Let's get back to making friends, having raving advocates, being president of fan clubs of your closest people. Let them know that you care. Let them know that when you say you're going to pray for rain, that they show up with an umbrella because that's how much they believe in you. You guys have a great day. Be safe. Take care. Sell a bunch. Say something nice to somebody. You've been listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast with Coach Wayne. Join us next time for more money-making strategies to help you have less stress and more free time. Follow us on Facebook at Productive Not Busy, on Instagram at Frontline.Coach.Wayne, and on Twitter at Wayne New Jr. And remember, be productive, not busy.